and it is episode 23 of the Kerrville Small Business Network podcast. I'm Mike Taylor, along with John Barrera. And we've been looking forward to this week for a long time because uh, Nissan of Bernie, you guys do very high volume at Nissan of Bernie. You guys sell a lot of vehicles at Nissan of Bernie. And, you know, the Kerrville Small Business Network is is all about ways that, that people in Kerrville and the surrounding area can, can network with each other. And we kind of share tips and tricks that we use in business to uh, build relationships and network with people with the other businesses in Kerrville. So KerrvilleNetwork.com is the website address. You can also find this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. So Nissan and Bernie, we have Nate, we have Caroline, we have Ben and Terry. So Nate is the marketing guy. He's the marketing guru at Nissan and Bernie. And then we have Caroline. She's a sales guru at Nissan and Bernie. And then we have Ben and Terry. They're also sales gurus at Nissan and Bernie. So uh, I'd like to welcome you all to the podcast today. And if you guys want to just uh, kind of start this out with a little bit of the history of Nissan and Bernie, you guys started in 2014 and you guys quickly became the one of the top three dealerships in San Antonio. Is that right? That's correct. Uh, so started as just a, you know, kind of an in-house store. Our owner is there in-house. Everything is right there in, in one spot. And so been open since 14, uh, compete routinely with the quote unquote big names in Nissan and San Antonio. Uh, we've also are the number one Nissan Titan uh, dealer in the region and wow. the number one certified pre-owned dealer in the region. How many vehicles do you guys go through each month? You guys sell quite a few. I know it's it's a large number. Listen to this, John. Yeah, so uh, I want to say a little bit more than 250 a month. Uh, we topped off at 300 cars a month in the month of May, not too long ago. Um, and like Ben was saying, just number one uh, CPO uh, in the region, number one CPO dealer in the region. Same thing for Titans, even in San Antonio, despite the fact they're in Bernie. Um we're competing with a lot of top markets outside of our city, not just within Bernie. You're talking nationwide. You're talking. You're competing with a lot of top markets. Oh. I mean, 300 cars in May, 300 vehicles for any dealership is a large amount of vehicles. Wait, Absolutely. a month? Y'all are talking a month, not a year. That's a month. month. <laughs> Whoa. I mean, that is that is a ton of vehicles, and you guys have to have some sort of process. Or some 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 way that you guys are able to handle this volume of customers that come in because not everybody that goes in to buy a vehicle is going to buy a vehicle. So you guys are, I mean, you guys literally have thousands of people coming to your dealership every month. How do you guys handle that? I think it's more on uh, building relationships and not just trying to sell you a vehicle. So you can run into somebody who has very bad credit, very good credit, or somewhere in between, but you treat those people all the same. Mm. So it's more of building a relationship, not selling a vehicle. When you when you take that approach to the relationship, what does that do? How does that differentiate between selling a vehicle? What's what's the difference between doing those two things? I think the key piece there is is you understand you're dealing with a human being. You're dealing with a person that, that has a life, that has family and friends. And so not only does it does it start when you're trying to make a sale, it's what you do after the sale, calling and checking on them and hey, how can I get can I get you set up for service? What can I do to to continue to earn your business so I stay in front of you? And so it's really building that relationship and understanding that you're dealing with a human being. You kind of earn the right to earn someone's business. Follow up is so important. Absolutely, exactly. So, I, mean, I, th- I think a lot of it has to do with influence too. I mean, I think statistically, um, people are more likely to share a bad experience rather than a good one. But when people share their good experiences, it really influences a lot of their friends, a lot of their family to actually go do business at the same place because they were treated well. And that's why we kind of 
kind of geared towards relationships and stuff like that. We encourage, um, well, I mean, I mean, we have meetings every week. Um, and I'm always encouraging people to like, you know what, take pictures with, with, with some of your customers, uh, try to get their Facebook too. So that way they could share it on their page. So that way you're not just selling that one person. You're, you're, you're showing their friends and family that this is a good place to go to. So that way, um, they know that it's a reliable place based off of just common affiliates. How important is internet and social media to your marketing system? Oh my God. <laughs> That's probably where we spend a good amount of our budget. Honestly. I mean, in, in a world where I'm not going to say brick and mortar is dying out, but uh, in a world where, where a lot of businesses can't really survive too well without social media and, and uh, just digital marketing, it's, it's incredibly important. It gets you in front of a lot of different people without actually being moving. in yeah, front of those exactly. people. Yeah. So that's why when it comes to like Google ads, when it comes to Facebook ads, when it comes to broadcast radio and television, stuff like that, it's, it's incredibly important for you to actually uh, come up with a, a good script. It's good, important for you to actually uh, have a good selling point to just any audience that you may have. Wow. Terry, you've been in sales over 20 years. H have you noticed a change from, you know, brick and mortar and paper to online marketing? Oh yeah, most definitely. Um, yeah. I think when I was getting, we would get in cars and go to different places. Now you can, social media is runs everything. Most people, especially this new generation, everything is right there on the computer. So it's like, I can be in front of 10 million people and never seen one person. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, amazing. Uh, things really have changed. And one thing that I have noticed about Nissan and Barney is you guys run a, a pretty well-rounded style of campaign with your marketing. I've seen the TV commercials. You guys run pretty heavy in San Antonio TV that I've seen. Um, you guys run pretty heavy in radio, and you guys are heavy on the Internet as well. Mm -hmm. And is that – how does that work? Does that – I mean – like I said, just kind of reaching out to different audiences, despite the fact that we're in Bernie, a lot of our, um, a lot of our sales come from, it was the Northwest side of San Antonio. So we try to reach out over there as much as we can and kind of, uh, and that's why we compete with, uh, and Sierra Nissan actually, because they're right okay. there in San Antonio. They're actually a lot closer to the San, to San Antonio than we are, but people still kind of, uh, go out of their way to kind of pass them and go to us. Wow. Uh, because of the, uh, the the types of campaigns that we run, we actually add value um, to what we sell rather than just uh, like, hey, just come by Nissan. And that's <laughs> that's a word that I hear over and over and over again in successful marketing is is the value. Mm -hmm. and, and you guys do all for exceptional value, uh, and you guys have crazy incentives when it comes to your marketing as well. If you kind of want to run through some of those incentives too. Yeah, I mean. Um, as far as that goes, that, that really has to tie in with the three things that people really like with Nissan and Bernie because it is Nissan and Bernie uh, specific. Uh, it's a free lifetime oil changes. We have free lifetime car washes and free power, uh, free lifetime uh, powertrain warranty, which is something that no dealership that I know offers at all. Uh, and that's what, that's kind of what I mean by kind of add value. And if if there's one thing I kind of notice is that people are willing to pay more and people are willing to go out of their way for convenience. And that's why digital and social media is actually a thing. Mm -hmm. um, that's why Amazon is so popular. We were talking about Jeff Bezos uh, not long ago. Um, convenience has become a huge factor when it comes to just marketing and just kind of buying. It's uh, just overall buying. Um, people 
are kind of leaning away towards actually going to a different store to buy all their products. They they, they just want it as convenient as possible. So that's why Amazon's a, as is as successful as possible. Yeah. Uber successful, yeah. Uh, very, very. And then I mean, I, I think the same thing goes with Tesla because everything is online over there. Uh, if you go visit Tesla, they they don't have it's not a dealership. <laughs> they just show you how to do everything online. online, and that's why we try to. That, that's why we gotta. That's why Nissan and Bernie has to. Uh, kind of maintain focus on our online and digital platforms, social media platforms, so that way they can see that we're also a very convenient uh, dealership to buy from, whether you're pre-ordering, whether you just have general questions, whether it's for servicing, uh, whatever the case may be. Convenience is a huge factor when it comes to just e-commerce. And you guys do have make it very convenient on your website at NissanBernie.com yeah, yeah, as yeah. well. Uh, I mean, everything from um, getting... <clears throat> Uh, pre-approved for a loan, checking out our inventory, scheduling appointments, servicing, see, uh, you could even see our salesmen, you can get in contact with them directly, all from their website, all from the website. And you don't have to wait, you know, for a vehicle to come across the country because it's literally right there at Nissan and Bernie. Exactly. And there are these internet car dealerships that are that are popping up now. And what sets Nissan and Bernie apart from, from those? We actually... Mm, good question. Yeah, absolutely. So... Usually when it comes to those, they just have a general overview of just products that they have versus when it comes to our dealership, we actually show you what you're going to get versus the general outline of what you are, what you can get produced. And you know I, what have, I, mean? I have noticed on that before. I have poked around, you know, and, and, and looked at some of those pop-up online dealerships. Yeah. And you're, you're not getting the exact picture of the car, I've exactly. noticed. You're getting a, a general picture of what the car could look like, and then it could get there, and it could be different than what you've seen. <laughs> exactly. Man. So that's why we make yeah. a point on our site to uh, actually put pictures, we put videos, we put specs on everything uh, for the car, so that way you know exactly what you're getting when you come in, and you don't have to get, you don't have to get, like, the old, like, switcheroo or nothing like that. It's like well, the, the WYSIWYG exactly. of, of car dealer, and, and WYSIWYG is what you see is what you get. Yeah. Yeah, versus what you see is is probably might be what, you know it might it might it might not. General ballpark. <laughs> hey, well, let's just let's just let's just flip the coin. Okay, awesome. All right, so so back to relationships. Um, Caroline, you you've been at Nissan and Barney for four months now, right? Uh, technically, in all, I've been there for about nine, but I've only been in sales for about two and a half. Okay, so you've been in sales for about two and a half months. What have you noticed as far as the relationships at Nissan and Barney? builds with their customers so i didn't realize that going there everything was going to be like a family you see those people every single day no matter what right so you see the relationships they build with the customers you see that everybody's a person at the end of the day everybody goes home to a family everybody has siblings everybody has a mom and a dad we're all the same so if you don't build that connection people are going to feel mistreated what advice do you have to somebody just getting into sales? Just relax. Just relax. <laughs> don't stress out. Okay, so I that is out a, a lot. so so when you do get started in sales, you don't have a pipeline. You don't no. you don't have people coming back to uh, referrals and people coming back for you know second, third, fourth time buyers yet because mm -hmm. you're you're just into sales. So how do you handle the stress of that? So at first, I used to do the phone calls for the dealership. So I knew how to make phone calls, how to talk to people over the phone, and that kind of helped me ease into it. And then after that, um, I think my Facebook page actually brings me a little bit of people in because my dad is friends with so many people, and I grew up with a lot of people over the years, and now they come and see me and buy cars for me. 
Hey, wow. that works. <laughs> yeah, I that's just awesome. sold a car to my godmother the other day. <clears throat> wow. And social mm-hmm. media posting, you know, no matter what kind of sales job you have out there, and I like relating to this because every business is essentially pretty much the same model as far as building relationships and making sure that you provide value for your for your customers and making sure that once you have the sale that you fulfill every part of the sale and make sure that the customer is extremely happy so they come back to you again it's pretty much the same philosophy all the way around and one thing i've noticed is that you can use facebook in sales to to reach those people mm-hmm. and to get people to, to like know and trust you because people do business with people that they know like and trust and and that's one way and it seems like you find found kind of a niche with that to be able to, to get people in on facebook that are in your circle absolutely I want our listeners to know, Mike, that just because Nissan and Bernie is not from Kerrville, um, we brought them here to provide value to our listeners, to the KSBN podcast. And uh, what better sales team can you get in here than Nissan of Bernie? Seriously, you know, yeah. Um, people, people listening, uh, this this is to better your sales, to to better you know, to get as much value you can from from uh, Nissan and Bernie and we just appreciate y'all coming on really yeah absolutely. thank you uh Ben how long you been doing sales a year and a half a year and a half what yes. were you doing before this I was in education public education for 24 years and, and, so, and Caroline you were also in public education right well, I was a pre-k teacher yeah I just okay. had to get certifications <laughs> okay wow so so Ben what what made you switch over to to uh vehicles it, it was it was time for a change for me uh, from a career standpoint. And so really it was, okay, what are the transferable skills, you know, that, that I could take from, you know, interfacing with parents and, and kids and solving conflicts and thinking on your feet and being able to carry on a conversation. And so sales was something that I've had, I have some family members in sales. I was like, you know, maybe there's a transferable skill here. And so I found very quickly, you know, and like Caroline said, and like Terry will tell you, uh, be yourself. And if you have the ability to talk and connect to someone, because there's choices all over the place. You can buy a Nissan or a hamburger or what have you from anyone you want to. But if you can personalize that experience and sit down and listen, make eye contact and listen to your customer and personalize the experience the best you can and also solve their problems. And so for me, it was it was I don't want to say it was an easy transition because it is very stressful sometimes. But um there's a lot of transferable skills by being able to talk and think on your feet and, and just genuinely care about people. I think if you can do that, you've got a lot of this beat. Yeah. Terry, you've been doing vehicle sales for how long now? Uh, five years. Five years? Mm-hmm. And, and what were you doing before? I did uh, sales for Orkin Pest Control for 15 years. Okay. Wow. So what was the difference between Orkin Pest Control sales and vehicle sales? Ooh, there, there's a totally big difference. So, um, Orkin is more of, you know, just setting up a program for someone. Vehicle sales is most people are going to buy vehicles or know somebody that's going to buy vehicles. And it goes back to like what you were saying. People buy from people they like. So it was be my person. I have a real, my personality was great for sales in general. And then one-on-one with the customer is just perfect because now you get to understand the customer, their needs, their wants, what they like, what they don't like. And that's what it basically boils down to when you're selling the car, needs and wants. Of course, we all want the X, Y, and Z, but do you need it? Mm -hmm. So, So when you're selling a car, you're basically selling yourself. 
You know, uh, my wife and I have five kids, and I, w- I would love to have a four-wheel drive minivan. With- <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with but- <laughs> that, man. If, you know, if nobody really respects it, then I do. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, you know, it, it goes back to the needs and wants thing, you uh-huh. know? Sometimes you got to take your kids off-roading, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we've been talking about the sunshine and rainbows of sales, all the pretty sides. I want to hear... What what is the hardest part about it? What what is I want to hear the nitty gritty. What what's the worst thing that y'all have seen? Ben, go ben, ahead. Ben <laughs> pulled the mic towards him. <laughs> He's ready. <laughs> Give me the mic. Let me explain something. To you. <laughs> so, you know, you're you're dealing with expectations, right? And yeah. and sometimes people have a certain expectation, and when their expectations aren't met, when customer service isn't what they expect from you. Uh, even if it's not realistic, they're going to be very angry. And so having a way to kind of diffuse all of that, uh, you can head off a lot of those things. I always say a lot of these conflicts are are preventable. Something that I found very uh, informative and, and important, and I believe in this, where there's lack of communication, negativity will fill that void every time. Mm. Oh, so man, that's great. That's it's, something that I, I learned a long time ago, and I think it's gold. And so communicate, communicate, even if it's something bad, the truth is very efficient. Even if, it, even if you don't want to tell them, hey, listen, I promised you car with this feature. I said we had it. You drove two hours. I legitimately made a mistake. I own it. This is my fault. Um, and then, you know, but again, just communicating. And because and if, if you leave it to their own devices, it's always going to be something negative. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's something that I, I always try to do. Communicate. Don't allow there to be gaps in the communication. That's very powerful. And do you all teach your new sales people this? Do you all have like a... a course or you know i wished it was a little better some of us do and terry and i are both if you can't see us we're both pointing yeah, at each other we, oh, okay. and, and there's a, and that's something even uh when i first got to nissan or bernie that i really liked terry was one of the first guys that i started talking to hey what do you do and we still bounce ideas off of each other and i think if you're going to be successful in this business you do that even if you've been doing it 20 years if you have something crazy happen you know one of those really blow up situations I'll go to one of these guys and I'll talk to him. Hey, how would you have handled this? What mm. would you have done? Have you ever encountered this before? And make it a learning experience. Uh, but if you if, if you think you have it mastered and you're an expert, that's probably when you need to change careers. Yes. Do y'all see each other as competitors or do y'all work as a unit? You're stronger as a unit in anything. So, but we all work on separate teams. Me and Ben are on the same team. We all probably have a team of eight on each team. It's three teams. But... Even though we're on separate teams, you still want to push your coworker to be the best that they can be. Because at the end of the day, they're still providing for a family. And we so have, we have a pep talk session every month. And as long as they're great, that makes Nissan or Bernie great. You got the, it's the bigger picture. It's, That's it's right. about Nissan. Yeah. It's at all the end about of the, the machine. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. If the machine's successful, then everybody else, you know, that has to do with the machine is successful. Um, one thing that I that I've noticed about Nissan or Bernie is personal branding. Nate, do you, do you want to take this one? I, I've noticed that Nissan and Bernie is pretty big on personal branding mm-hmm. uh, on its salespeople. And why is that? Well, I mean, we want to be in as many places as we want to, right? So we have a lot of our salespeople, kind of going back to social media. Uh, we don't just rely on our own Nissan and Bernie social media. Um, a lot of our sales people much like Caroline, much like Terry, much like Ben. Um, they also post Nissan or Bernie kind of branded posts on their own personal social media. So that, that it, it's just more of the fact that um, 
we're tying an actual face and personality to Nissan of Bernie when it comes to that. Um, kind of, I hate to keep repeating myself, but I mean, it really comes back to um, people. There are actual people working at the dealerships, and we're not necessarily just like uh, just a place for transactions. We, we kind of want to build relationships with our personal branding and kind of show that we differentiate ourselves from other Nissan dealerships by showing that we're, we're approachable, really. So um, when it comes to that, I mean, it, I think I think people will respect personality more than they do just straightforward transactions. And I bet that really helps morale, too. Oh, absolutely. Around Nissan and Barney, too, with people being able to brand themselves as top car uh, salespeople. Mm-hmm. You know, when when you can work on your personal branding, you don't feel like you, you're limited. Exactly. You know, because then people are coming to you, and, and you guys are selling yourselves. When you mm-hmm. guys, when people come and buy vehicles from you guys, you guys are selling, they, they do business with you guys because they like you guys. Mm-hmm. You know, and to be able to brand yourself like that and say, you know what? Yeah, come see me at Nissan of Bernie. Yeah, it's it's a really great thing versus come to Nissan of Bernie. Exactly, come come experience Nissan of Bernie rather than just come for a visit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, people like experiences. That's I mean, hey Chick Fil A. I mean, if you look at Chick Fil A, there's a reason that they're doing as great as they are when it comes to their customer service and when it comes to how they train their people. And oh, yeah. I mean, you get exceptional service. You know, every, t- every time you order something, they're like, my pleasure. And I'm like, like, my for real. like wait a minute, I'm not yeah, used to like Louis, Versus used to you go to like McDonald's, like, what do you want, man? Yeah, for real. <laughs> I went to Chick-fil-A like, for Chick-fil-A, sandwich. Like, you know what? Like, you know what? I'll fix the ice cream machine. <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. The McFlurry machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, Man. so uh, and and that's you know with the with the personal branding at, at Nissan of Bernie, when you go there, you're going to talk to an actual person. You're mm-hmm. gonna you're gonna work with an actual person there, and and they they succeed by making sure that you're 100 percent happy throughout the entire yeah, process. Definitely, because uh, one one thing that's highly encouraged of of sales is not to just um, introduce yourself to whatever client you have coming in, but just introduce as much of the dealership as you can. So like, okay, like here's your, okay, you bought your car. If you want to take the service, you need to go over there and let me introduce you to some people in service. So that way they're going to, you know, exactly who you, you'll get some familiar faces whenever you bring it in for service, basically. And everybody here's gets that service. Like, Hey, exactly. let me pass you to this friend. That's going to help you out. And, and that's, that's why we have an award-winning service team. Actually. I mean, it's run by, um, uh, his name is Joe. He's an awesome service manager over at Nissan and Bernie. Um, he makes it like a really big deal to actually uh, get in touch with with new and current and previous clients of Nissan and Bernie, so that way they have they, they see familiar faces, um, and that way uh, those clients can kind of, I guess, market us without us actually paying yeah, them to do it. Word of mouth is also yeah, huge. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, that's one of the pillars. Yeah, yeah it really is. I mean, people are more likely to come to a place that they got a good review on. Versus a bad one, you know what I mean. You know, yeah. if I if I go somewhere and I get extremely great customer service, and then somebody comes and asks me, "Hey, I'm I'm thinking about going. I'm looking for this product, and I had great customer service. I'm going to refer people there. Mm-hmm. I mean, eleven times out of ten. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if I had bad customer service, I'm also going to say <laughs> I had the worst customer experience. You know, the yeah. Worst. And I did think it kind of has to do. I mean, uh, um, I'm not sure how it is in. Curveville, I don't really come to Kerrville that much, but in San Antonio, one thing I've noticed, uh, b- 
bad news sells much more than good news. And you notice that when you're driving and then let's just say like there's a crash on the side of the road and there's a traffic jam, but there's no, <laughs> there's no like actual traffic that everybody's just stopping to look at what happened in that yeah. car crash yeah. and it's slowing down the whole thing. So it's, it's real similar when it comes to just business overall, uh, kind of like Ben was saying, just to kind of, you know, own your mistakes, be true to yourself, be true to the customer. So that way, you know what, it might be a bad experience, but at least they were straightforward with it versus potentially some other dealerships. They're like, oh no, it, they told me it was my fault. Or they said there's nothing that can be done about it. Mm. You know what I mean? And so, that, that leaves a stigma. Exactly. That's that's where a lot of the stigma comes from, from some of the dealerships and or why why some of the dealerships are portrayed that the way they are in in specifically like in like movies and stuff like that. Everybody's just money hungry. Oh, they just wanna they just wanna upsell me, they're not gonna help me out at all. But no, I mean at least not a Nissan or Bernie. Uh we we try to make it emotional intelligence is emotional intelligence is a huge thing when it comes to that. You know, yeah. So, period. Back, <clears throat> excuse me. Back to the process. I think our process process at Nissan to Bernie is continuous. Some places you may buy a car, and the process stops there after you purchase the vehicle. Our process is continuous. You'll hear from my sales manager. You'll hear from anyone from the sales team. The service side of it is continuous connection with the actual customer. So, so when y'all gain a customer, you want that relationship for the rest of their days, for the rest. Exactly. You want them to keep buying cars from Nissan mm -hmm. and Bernie. That's amazing. And, and my question was, as a sales team, what keeps y'all at Nissan and Bernie? And w so say Toyota came and offered you 10K more a year or, or another higher percentage of commission. Why would you take it or refuse it? I actually came from a different store and, and so did Terry. It's a good question, John. <laughs> oh, Thank yeah. you, brother. So for one, as a salesperson, you know, you, you're invested in your own success. Well, the building is invested in your success. We have a lot of resources that we can use to give that great customer service, like a service department, like a BDC department, like managers who will come out from behind the desk to speak to you, free lifetime oil changes, powertrain warranty, car washes. There's a lot of resources at the dealership we can use to be successful. Plus, they give you an opportunity to be. And like Terry said, with that process, the anxiety you, you never want to come to work thinking, I hope I sell a car today mm. because you're going to fail. What you want to do is worry about the process of selling a car today. And, and that's some sports psychology I took from my former life. I worry about the process of selling a car. Okay, If I do all my processes correctly, if I'm calling my customers, reaching out, once I get them into the store, I can show them all the things that we have. The success, the sales will take care of themselves. And I think that's applicable to anyone listening that, that hey, what kind of edge can I get? How can I take the anxiety and survive in this business? That's what you need to concern yourself with. But to answer your question, we have the resources to be successful because we're given those resources. And so it's kind of a no-brainer. I drive 40 miles one way to go to work every day. That's, that's awesome. That says a lot about <laughs> so. Nissan. And it's a lot easier to sell when you provide massive value. Mm. Anywhere. Mm -hmm. If you're providing massive value to people, it's, first of all, it's a lot easier to sell to them. But second of all, it's a lot easier to make a living Yes. when you're providing massive value to people. Your, your business is going to be so, you know, grand slam offers is what it's all about. If you if you present a grand slam offer to somebody, they'd be stupid to say no to a grand slam offer. That's what it, that's the secret. That's that's what these people are that are uber successful. That's what they figured out. They they have created grand slam offers and put them in front of people to where they would stay. Think they would be stupid to say no. Mike, seriously, can you, can you please share your epiphany you had uh, a couple of months ago when you started that? that course um, about you going into a cell. Remember you said you didn't want to contact your 
your high value targets because you weren't thinking of the value that you provided them. You were just thinking about closing the sale. Do you remember that or no? And it's okay if we go back, but you were talking about um, the course and you were talking about going into a sale and instead of thinking about, oh man, oh, I you win no matter what. Yes, and, and you get yeah. you learn from the sale, and not not just learning from the sale, but you think yeah. about the value that you have to provide to them instead of, I'm trying to close a sale. Do you remember that? First of all, yeah. If you if you think about how you're helping them, you know, and and what you're saying is is right on the money because if you're wondering how you're going to sell a car today, then you might as well go work somewhere else. You might as well go get an hourly job somewhere and and just get paid by the hour. Because if if you're worried about how much value that you can provide people and how much you can help people, that's when the game changing happens. And that's when it goes from promotion to attraction. And once it goes from promotion to attraction, that's when big things happen. That's when the real money comes. It's power moves is what it all comes down to. And it, it ends up with power moves. And this podcast, I'll be straight up with you, this podcast is a power move. This podcast is for attraction. <laughs> It is. It attracts people. It yeah. does. No, absolutely. And we provide value through the podcast, you know, and, and providing pal providing value to the business owners at Kerrville will build our relationships with the business owners at Kerrville. And it also builds the network, the business network in Kerrville. It's amazing. So anyway, <laughs> um, do y'all agree with that or do y'all disagree? And if so, why? What Mike just said about, um, going into a cell uh, thinking value instead of thinking I'm going to close. Um, I would say, cause if you go into it thinking just about the close, then like he was saying, you might as well stop there because you haven't put the customer first. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Just, I mean, you, you, you're running a race, but we're actually running a marathon. Like you're running a race just to finish base hits. Right. Um, my next question was, and I was thinking about this last night and I said, man, I got to ask this because when, you know, people have a stigma around car salesmen and, and car sales women, I don't know the correct terminology, but, <laughs> but, um, so the moment somebody gets out of the car and is like, okay, I'm going to walk up to Nissan or Bernie, or I'm going to walk up to this mom and pop shop. That's going to, you know, the stigma around that is you're going to have somebody come out like a shark and try to get you and, oh, Hey, check out this. Look at that and tire kicking and all that. What what is y'all's first move when somebody gets out of their car and walks up to Nissan and Bernie? So the first thing you want to do is is you want to greet them. You want to introduce yourself. You know, hey, are, are you here to see anyone? Can I help you find something? How can I assist you? So the whole time during the sales process, you're leading, but it's a servant leadership that you're having. How can I help you? How can I assist you? And if it's, hey, well, we're looking for X, Y, and Z. Well, listen, we have a lot of cars on our lot. Why don't you come on inside? Let me take some notes and let me find out what you need. So that I can be very efficient with your time, because that's what they're thinking. I'm going to the dealership. My day is gone. Uh, they're going to wear me down. Mm -hmm. And so if it's man, this guy's coming out here. He, no one he welcomed me. He let me get out of the car and kind of like stand up straight and fix my clothes before he attacked me, right? But he wants to take notes and he wants to know what I need and what I want, and how he can help me. And he also said he wants to be efficient with my time. And I think that starts the relationship off very, very well, because those are all things that I'm doing for you, right? Not yeah. Hey, let me show you the car that's going to make me the most money. Mm. And when Ben says that, he means it. Because when I've been to Nissan and Bernie before, 
you know, I, I was going to see Nate and Nissan and Bernie, but nobody did come up and throw me in a car and say test drive this. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't happen. Right. But, but there were people standing out in front, and if I needed help, you know, it was there for me. So that's awesome. What stood out to me, Ben, is when you said that you listen to the customer. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes when I first started in sales, I would just, they would, because it was door knocking, they would open the door and I would just, you know, spill my speech. Three minutes in, they're like, okay, bye. I never listened to what what I could provide them. What are their needs? You know, what is your need instead of uh, just. Yeah, you, you, you don't, know. you don't, you don't want to be a commercial. You know, they. They passed a lot of cars on the way to come buy a car. They came there for a purpose. Uh, we're not Walmart with lots of products. They want to buy a car. Um, so don't be a commercial. And that's something, you know, being able to listen and, and genuinely listen to hear and to understand uh, that. And I think people can pick up on those kinds of personalities. And I think the people that are successful, like the people either side of me right here, that's what they do. I've seen them. They listen. They're personable. They care. And then they're running around and they're making sure that those people are successful. And that's why these two guys on the side of me are very, very successful because they understand that. And uh, I think that's going to kind of wrap up this uh, podcast. And I don't think it really could have been wrapped up any better than that. No, this was y'all provided so much value to the podcast. Really. Thank y'all so much. Uh, We appreciate you guys having us. (laughs) We're very grateful, and uh, go see Caroline, go see Ben, go see Terry. Stop in and say hi to Nate while you're there, too. Absolutely. Always open. And uh, go go check out Nissan and Bernie. And uh, after listening to this podcast, go there and compare if what you heard here today matches up with there, and I'm, I'm sure that oh, it yeah. will. Just, just yeah. show up, and we'll take care of you. That's Absolutely. right. So uh, Nissan of Bernie, exit 543 on I-10. Also, NissanBernie.com. That's going to go ahead and wrap up episode 23 of the Kerrville Small Business Network podcast. You can get this on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and a bunch of other podcast places. You can also get it at KerrvilleNetwork.com. Big shout out to Jam Broadcasting for letting us use the Mike FM studio to do this podcast. And we have another very special guest on Thursday. Mike, another thing I wanted to let our customers know, or our, uh, our listeners know, you pause it? Yeah, that's fine. I'll edit it. Okay. Another thing I wanted to let our, our listeners know is that you know, if you're a restaurant out there and we have another restaurant on here, don't think that you can't come on to the podcast. You know, if if you're Kryn Wilgie and Kerrville listening to Nissan and Bernie right now, don't think that your your opportunity is gone. This is a network. We are all in this network together. Yeah, there's no exclusivity on this podcast. Not at, at all. all. Not at all. I mean, they might be your competitors. That's fine. But come on and just listen because you might learn something from your competitors. Heck, you might even work with your competitors. And vice versa, you know? So, all right, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, We'll be back Thursday with uh, Matt from Tulsa Dumpsters right here on the Kerrville Small Business Network Podcast.